I can't remember who it was. I, I I can't find the post, but somebody did point out maybe it was Matt G that uh, they'll charge seventy dollars for it. Oh no 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 no! Oh no no way no! Oh, fuck! Wait, did you was the ten dollars JT the the breaking point there? Just because there's haptic feedback, that that's not okay. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Sid. And welcome to Trophy Horses episode 544, and it's me, Alex. I am back with a vengeance this week. Uh, unfortunately, we could not have Tricky Mick join us this week. I come toting two brand new Platinums, and man, he just didn't want to face up to a real gamer. Uh, actually, uh, Tricky is not here this week because um, it's something we've talked about on the show before. Uh, it's been a year um, since the passing of Tricky's father, Glenn. And uh, Tricky is taking the week off. Um, it's been a very rough week, obviously, emotionally, as we can all understand, losing a parent. And then, of course, the uh, the trauma associated with the anniversary of an event like that. So Tricky is taking the week off, taking it easy, hopefully playing some games, just kind of letting his mind rest because it's, it's, it's rough. And we, we can all certainly understand. Um, but uh, this week with me, I have two fantastic hosts. First of all, we got I Yield to No One. I was absolutely sure that I was going to lose my fantasy football game this week, and yet my team is better than I give it credit for. You know, sometimes you just need a little bit of luck. Well, you well in fantasy football, you need a lot of luck, but... Uh... Well, I, I I was projected by like 120. I'm sitting at almost 100 right now, and I still got three guys left to play. <laughs> so, yay me. You know what? Lady Luck is smiling on you. It, she sure is. Yeah, yeah. And also, we uh, we we got lucky this week. We got some uh, a guest co-host to fill in for us, and and Lady Luck was smiling upon us once again with uh, with JT. Hey, what's up, JT? You're back. You've been you've been dishing out a lot of points to me in the backlog beatdown lately. And actually, uh, well, I, I have a submission for you later. Uh, that uh, may not be a game you're familiar with. I wasn't sure if I should submit it or not, but uh, figure what the hell I'll do it anyway. Uh, but we'll get into that once I've why not? Been. Exactly, you're a, you're a fair judge, so you know whether I deserve you know if I deserve it, I'll get the points. But if I don't deserve it, I won't get the points. And that's just the way it rolls with JT as the judge. Uh, how we doing? How how's your week been this week, guys? Well, not bad. It was a short week. Had Monday off, so. Well, I didn't have to work Saturday, but they paid me to stand around and talk because it wasn't really needed. So that was awesome. You, JT, you had a good week, sir? Yeah, I, I started my um, full-time position at uh, my new uh, job. So that was that was fun, I guess. More responsibility. Less time to play video games. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh. Ooh. Oof. But you know you got your you got your own apartment now, so you know that uh, you got to have the the job to back it up, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's 
oh, a slew of um, responsibilities and, uh, I, you know, like, I come home and I'm just exhausted, so. Yeah, work, the work week will take it out of you, and, um, so, uh, I'm back this week, I, uh, was on vacation last week for, uh, I don't know if tr- how much Tricky went into it, uh, we were actually planning to go to Universal for vacation, and then, uh, Hurricane Ian hit landfall the day we were supposed to drive down, so we're like, alright, I guess we'll have to, 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 uh, call an audible, and, uh, got a refund, got all our money back, luckily the trip was insured, so, we stayed home and did some day trips, for those of you familiar with Kentucky, we went to Mammoth Cave, we went to Bernheim Forest, we did, uh, Waverly Hills Sanatorium, Notorious, or one of the uh, most notoriously haunted places in the world. Um, also, uh, checked out some new restaurants. So we we did we got out every day and, and did some cool stuff. Kind of tourists in our own in our own state in our own city, which was you know not the way we planned it, but still a lot of fun. So, but I am glad to be back on the show. I'm sorry that I missed the show with Rick and Jeff Hanna last week, but I'm sure it was a banger. Yeah, it was a really good show. And I'm sure always insightful, as uh, as Jeff likes to have it. Oh, as always, especially as he as he trolled Tricky, a fountain of knowledge and trolling Tricky. I mean, oh yeah, Jeff's an equal opportunity troller. He's he's not going to pick on any one person. He's going to hit everybody with his his wit, his razor sharp wit. That is true. He's but- a he's a he's a Game Pass person, right? Yes, he he, he does prefer Xbox. Well, I mean. More Xbox in place. So that 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 that's like the biggest troll to Tricky right there. Just loving Xbox. You might as well just come up to Tricky in the middle of the street and kick him in the nuts because you know we PS Five sucks. That's what you should say. Uh, Tricky, if there ever were someone to deserve the uh, the Sony Pony name tag, the gamer tag, or the PSN idea Sony Pony, it is is definitely Tricky. Man. But yeah, um, so let's uh. Now that we've gotten caught up with how the weeks have been, uh, let's get caught up on our updated trophy counts. Tricky Mick is level 684 with a total trophy count of 16,830 with a platinum count of 373. I am level 464 with a total trophy count of 8,139 with a platinum count of 131 in 130 games. Yield, sir. Uh, level 481 with a trophy count of 8828. The platinum count of 158. Most excellent. Sid is level 751. Total trophy count of 18,330. And a platinum count of 549. Still spanking the crap out of Tricky. Well, it's, it's as long as Tricky like buys the games, he's going to spank them out. So Tricky, all Tricky has to do is just stop buying games. And then <laughs> uh, Sid just stops playing them. <laughs> Tricky thinks he makes it sound like it's going to be easy to uh, to catch up to, you know, Sid. But as long as, uh, you know, he has access to Tricky's account, you know, for the purposes of Sophie's Trophies. Tricky's helping Sid out, as, as Sid explained on a, on a recent episode of Sophie's Trophies. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. Tricky, Tricky may be kind of a troll, but he's not cold-hearted. He's not going to cut Sid off like that. So, you know, while you do have a good point, JT, Tricky's not going to stop buying, you know, easy fodder for him to... To get the platinum in next January, <laughs> February, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, and especially with PlayStation Stars, like, which has had a rough launch so far. When people have done the conversion to how many games you got to buy or how much money you got to spend to get a free game for it, uh, uh, you know, he's gonna be spending the money. Are are you? Is it is it full price games or can it just be any game that that 
I mean, I never really. I think it's yeah. So it's any yeah, game. So I think you could buy like game. a crud ton of two dollar games. Yes. We would just figure we the 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 some of us were were in a text group chit chatting about it, and well, what did we figure? You would have to spend almost twenty four twenty five thousand dollars to get your free game in two years. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, is they apparently they also give a give out um. Like an extra tier of customer support for it, and um, I, I mean they already had really bad support, so you're just getting grade grade A F tier support. So it's like, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not so sure that that's something to really. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not sure about this stars program. Yeah, we'll we'll hopefully it'll evolve and Sony will improve it, but it doesn't. It's not looking promising so far, but. Uh, JT, sir, on the subject of games, before we get to what you've been playing, your trophy count, sir. Yeah. All right. So I am level 626 with 9,164 trophies. I'm coming up to that 10,000. And 382 platinums, which I believe is uh, 9 to 10 more platinums that I had than the last time. Uh, they're they're not good games, so don't worry about that. Uh, well, you got to keep that completion percentage up. And uh, my completion percentage is ninety point eleven percent. Bravo! I'm starting to nip at your heels there, JT, because with some of the games I've been playing, I've been going back and completing some of the games that I had not hundred percent or platinum before, and I'm at eighty seven point eighteen percent. I think right you need now. to do. You need to go back to Mass Effect too. That that game isn't as hard as you made it out to be. I I can give you some pointers. You can go back to that game. Well, I mean, like I, before, I went back and played Shovel Knight and got the platinum trophy in that. I thought that game was harder than it actually was. Now there are some trophies in there that I'm like, like especially getting all the um, in-game achievements for uh, all the different knights. I'm like, now screw that. I'm not doing that. But uh, getting the platinum not as not as terrible as I once thought. So I mean going back and clearing out some other trophy. What I really need to do is go back and, and, and play Metal Gear Solid in like 2 and 3, because I have like 2% of those trophies. So those two games alone... <laughs> that would bump you up. Bump me up quite a bit. Because one of the games that I actually did play this week, we'll, we'll segue into this, and I'll, I'll just get into what I've been playing. So this week I got two new Platinum Trophies, and I completed another game 100%. Uh, the game I completed 100% was Bulb Boy. Uh, notorious for glitch trophies that game is, but it's a fun point-and-click adventure. Really cool art style, grotesque enemies, but a very unique and, and fun game. Just kind of marred by technical glitches, in particular the um, the trophies. But it's a short game, and uh, I was able to rock it through it on Saturday. I had to kind of play through it twi- twice to get some of the uh, one of the trophies, but two of the trophies kind of hung me up, um, and I was able, actually, one of them I figured I would never get, but then all of a sudden I was playing through did the action and boom, popped it. Um, and then uh, one of the in, in, uh, one of the other trophies, uh, the one that most people had trouble with, is you got to die twenty different ways in the game. And it, I looked up guides online because uh, obviously glitched, having trouble getting it. And I was able to find a way to actually get the trophy. So hundred um, percent of bold boy after I first played that game in twenty eighteen on the PS4, and you know four years later, how do you spell 100%. it? Okay. How do you spell it? How do you spell it? Bulb Boy B U L B B O Y. 
Oh, here it is. All right. So, yeah, you you could get two points for this. Not three, but two, because it's okay. not five hours long. Yeah. And, well, there's no plot of truth, so. Um, well, that doesn't matter. No. Uh, but, yeah, to go back and get uh, a couple trophies that, you know, this game is ranked a two out of ten, I think, on PlayStationTrophies.org as far as difficulty goes. But uh, having glitches in there just kind of throws a wrench in. So to actually go back and get those trophies was a very big win for me. Uh, before I move on, give a shout out to Felicia and Skins who are in the chat. Uh, next game I played, got the Platinum Trophy in Kena Bridge of Spirits, which... Congratulations! Wait, you, you went back? Uh, well, the anniversary... Was, was a... So, the, uh, the anniversary collection... Uh, or the anniversary update, which adds New Game Plus, was released on the 26th. And you can play Master Difficulty on New Game Plus. Now, I will tell you that with Master Difficulty, all of the rot you unlocked and all the cursed chests you completed in the first run carry over. Your health resets to the original health. So you have to go find all the meditation points again to get your health back up, which is kind of BS. I don't think that it should be that way. But most other things carry over, including like your um, the currencies you have in game, which allow you to upgrade your moves and stuff. Uh, all the upgraded moves you bought for yourself, they, those all um, as far as the abilities go, those all carry over. But it kind of sucks that the uh, the health bar goes back down to what it was originally, because that obviously would help you mightily in this game. Now, uh, yield, you sounded very congratulatory in that, and I will tell you that this was not as impressive a feat as you might think. Oh, so because. did did they curb the difficult or difficultness? That's not a word, but difficulty. There you go, difficulty. They did not. Okay. What has happened though is that the the good people at PlayStationTrophies.org or P, it was a PSN profiles or PlayStation Trophies Store. I can't remember. There is another exploit to this game. Oh wow. yeah! <laughs> yeah! It allows you to get after you complete the tutorial to um, essentially. All right, I'll tell I'll tell you what happens, but um, so. I played through to Roosh's Mountain, which is a little bit before the fi- the first boss fight. So I I gotten somewhat further into the start of the game, and I we I was just looking online. It was actually bedtime, and you know it was like one o'clock in the morning. Ash and I were getting ready to go to bed, and I was you know um, gonna work my way through this you know very gradually because master difficulty is incredibly hard. And I was looking online, uh, and it turns out that. Like I said, people found another glitch that worked, or another exploit, I would say, that works with the newest version of the game, which is version 2.03. Now, like, I stayed up all night, and the rest of the night, I was like, okay, well, hun, I'm not going to bed, because before they patch this out, I want to go do this <laughs> trophy, just in case. So, I intend to go back and play the game, because I actually do want to play through the game and see if I can do it, um, but just in case this exploit gets patched out, I kind of want to take advantage of it. So, basically, what you do is you go through the tutorial, and then you go up to the um, where the um, the kind of sensei is the guru uh, with all the mask shrines, um, where you have to go get like say Taro's mask in order to use that to open the gateway to go find Tor- Taro in the forest. So uh, you go to the right and kind of up the little path, and you get to a point where there's like uh, it, you're gonna have to go watch a YouTube video because I can't describe this well enough. But basically, you can get from the um, oh big shout to uh, Nitro and JT. Thank you for resubbing, and uh, and also, where is the chat? We also had somebody else resub. Why is this? Yeah, okay. Uh, Kurtman two K twenty wanted to to give Kurtman uh, credit for resubbing. Thank you very much, Kurtman. Um, so yeah, back to Kina. 
Uh, there's a way that you can get, essentially, after the tutorial level, from the village center to the snowy mountain where you go fight Toshi, the third of the three bosses. And so essentially what you do is you get up to the shrine where you, before you fight Toshi, you there's an autosave there, and you will then load up um, a save file that you have, like a manual save from the end of the game on normal or easy. You do that uh, at the final part of the game, and um, so what you're going to do is you're going to finish the game out, and you're going to go to the final meditation spot to, to you know, um, start uh, or initiate the ending. And then you're when you uh, you press triangle and then quickly press the start button, or the, um, I, I can't remember what it is on the DualSense, but the start button essentially to load up your master save file. And so if you've done it right, you will have pressed the meditation button and then press the start button to load up your save file. But because you press meditate, the, the um, cutscene will have initiated. So what you've essentially done is tricked the game into thinking that you're on the master save file, and you'll get credit for beating the game on master when you've only done it, like, on normal release. So I realize that was a terrible explanation. It's kind of something you have to watch in video, especially when it comes to how to get there. Um, but yeah, uh, they there was an exploit when the game first released that allowed some people to get the game, uh, the Platinum Trophy, very easily and very quickly, at least after. They had to beat the game once, but then they could go after the tutorial. They could basically zip up the mountain and get the Platinum Trophy pretty easily without basically skipping the entire game. Assume that they haven't patched this out, but they patched the first exploit out, and then all of a sudden they come out with the Anniversary Edition, and boom, there's a whole other one. So uh, if you want the Platinum Akina Bridge of Spirits, I would definitely suggest you check that out uh, relatively soon before they, they patch it out. So well, if you have the physical version of... The of the pa of the patch version of the other version, uh, you can just delete the patch now and Wait. still have it. No, but the, this exploit works with the newest version of the game. Yeah, I know, but um, oh, so you're saying that it doesn't work with anything older? I'm not sure. The, this is this was found after the latest update, so all right. I'm, so I'm not entirely that's something sure. that some people should figure out because if you can do it on the physical release version then you won't need to worry about patches if they patch it out you just have to delete the patch and you're still good if you have the physical version which or just not i am not, going to buy which not connect to the internet yeah or just don't yeah don't don't download the patch uh in the chat felicia yes um so i'm uh, I expected to get more crap for, for doing this instead of playing through the game, but, um, if you want the Platinum, I would definitely do it, uh, if I were you, um, get there, get in there as soon as you can and get, get your Platinum Trophy, um. I mean, of course, I mean, if you, if you want oh. it, you, you go do it, I mean. I, like I said, I would like to beat, beat the game on Master, but you know what, if I can get the Platinum Trophy and get it out of the way and, and get 100%, um, then yeah, I'm gonna do it. Also, well, I don't blame um, you because I, I I hear the difficulty on Master is like knocking fucks. Well, I had enough trouble beating the the corrupt woodsmith, the corrupted yeah. woodsmith, which is the second boss. I had enough difficulty with that, and then there's like the archer in the woods, the hunter. So both of those are harder than the final boss. I I didn't I didn't play this game because um, the difficulty was not relative to the rarity like it, it's just a rare game like that type of difficulty should be like ultra rare and uh it's not so i i stopped so now that the exploit is there i might 
give it a go. Yeah, JT, Felicia, go go ahead and do it. Just like I did. I honestly, I'm I'm you know, I'm glad I got the platinum trophy, regardless of whether I use the exploit or not. I'm I'm glad I got it. And also, it, Tricky has used the exploit too to get the platinum trophy, so you know. Like he like he he told me he can't give me crap for it, so um but I did have to put in more work for the Eco Platinum. Eco, of course, the game from uh, Sony Japan Studio, uh, Team Eco, who famously has also made The Last Guardian and Shadow of the Colossus, my personal favorite game of all time. But that has a platinum, a- huh? I, that has a platinum. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was a one hundred percent. It was a no platinum trophy. Enlightenment. Oh, that's sick. Is the name of the platinum. You went you went back to your PS three. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. So. Eco is a game that came out in twenty in two thousand one. It was actually their first game, or at least the one that came before Shadow of the Colossus. Even though I think Shadow of the Colossus and Timeline comes before Eco, um, but Eco was a game that a lot of people there's a lot of reverence for that game, and I, I can understand why the game kind of the story and the atmosphere have aged well, but the controls and other aspects of it, like the combat, have not. So I played the game first in like twenty thirteen, I believe. And I, it took me actually a year to beat it, so I didn't actually beat the game until 2014, via, uh, uh, as I can tell from my, my timestamps on the trophies. But it was a game that, years after its release, like it, like I said, it didn't hold up, so like it's basically a glorified escort mission. So like one of the great aspects is that you, like Eco, who's the little boy, and then Yorda, who's the, the girl, girl you're trying to save, um, they they essentially have to. There's a lot of hand holding, like literal hand holding. Like you will run with Yorda, and you will try to protect Yorda from these evil, malevolent spirits that try to take her away. And so that bonding between the characters does create a sense of emotion for them and for their, you know, relationship. At the same time, though, like I said, it's an escort mission where you have to watch for her personal safety, and like the combat's not fantastic. The controls are kind of clunky, and the AI with Yorda can just be super frustrating. So. Uh, I kind of beat the game, and then I was like, you know what? I'm not going for this Platinum Trophy. I don't care. And, you know, as I've gotten a little, you know, the years have gone on, and I've looked at, well, I've only got 40-something percent of the Eco Trophies, and, you know, I might be able to get that Platinum. I finally decided to go back and beat it, and it took me two playthroughs, but I did actually go back and get the Eco Platinum, which I'm quite proud of, because there's two speedruns. One's four hours, and one is two hours. Castle Guide, two hours. you got to beat the game in under two hours, and it's no joke. Um, so, the crappy thing about the speedrun in this game is, if you pause the game, the timer stops. But cutscenes do not stop the timer, so the end-game cutscene that you cannot skip adds close to ten minutes of time to your time. Personally, I think that after you defeat the final boss, the Evil Queen, uh, you stab her with the sword, You should the time should stop there, and the trophy should pop. But no. It doesn't. All the cutscenes in this game add time to your run. So if you get like 156, you know, if you if you defeat the queen at 156, you're not going to get the trophy because the end cutscene adds time to it. So I was always kind of worried about the, the, the speed runs because of Yorda being, you know, the IA, the AI for Yorda not being super great. Um, you can take control of Yorda with a second controller as a second player. I think I, from what I've read, you can do that on a second playthrough. But I, I, just me playing by myself, I didn't have that. So the AI can be frustrating. She can be very slow, kind of plodding. So I was always worried about the, 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 the run. But, you know, what I did was I essentially just went, looked up a speed run on YouTube and basically watched 
how they did a room. I would go do it on, on my system as well, pause it, and then watch the next room. So it got to a certain point where I was just, you know, following the guide. And even with that, I think I beat the game in an uh, hour and 57 minutes and 30 seconds. Um, so yeah, there is a, there's a point in the game where you and Yorda are separated, and it's basically just a race to the finish, where you were in a new area, and you got a platform, 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 defeat a bunch of uh, enemies in one room, and then go fight the final boss. And that took me with the end cutscene about 12, 34 minutes. So it was it was just a race at the finish. So I got my trophy. I don't have to. As much as I as much as I want to love Eco, there's just so many you know so many ways the game hasn't aged well that I can't look. At. And I realize as, as a lover of Shadow of the Colossus that that game has issues with controls as well. But I can kind of overlook them better in that game because of the you know just the story and the actual like how you play the game and the, and the you know the bosses you fight it's not i don't have the same reverence for eco so even though i understand why people do have reverence for, reverence for that game i just don't have the same level of it and it's because i never played the game when it came out i played it later which it's hard to view and kind of unfair to view a game through a lens of oh i played this 12 hour, hour you know 12 to 20 years after release and oh man it's not as good as modern you can't do it you can't compare it to modern games but you know i'll also i just i just can't help the fact that it's just a lot of frustration wrapped up in playing that game now. So, uh, really proud I got the Platinum Trophy. Proud to get under two hours on, on the Castle Guide speedrun. And, uh, yeah, so that's two Platinums for me this week and 100%. So, I've been cleaning up pretty well. And like I said, it bumped my, my completion up to 87%. And, uh, guys, I've been talking for a while. Been taking a lot of breaths. So, some, someone go, uh, JT, what have you been playing before I, I put everyone to sleep? All right, so... The game I've been playing and that I'm working on right now, there's only one game. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. I'm going to... Oh, hell the, yeah. I'm going for the 100% DLC included. People told me that the Legends mode was uh, a, um, was probably going to be the most difficult thing. But I'm looking at it and um, from what I can... What I hear from... Well, Corey told me that, but from what I hear about, like, um, on PSN profiles and stuff, this is easily boostable with people who can just carry you. I think it's just grindy because you have to reach a, a rank 20 with all the roles. So, if I can kind of butt in here for a second, JT, there's only one trophy for Ghost Shima I do not have. And it is from the Legends mode, and it is the raid trophy to complete the raid. I can't, when doing the raid with people online, there's three separate parts to it. I could not, we could not beat the first part of the three. And I hear the second part's even harder. The second part, I hear that the first part can take you about a half an hour. Um, the second one can take you anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. And then the, the, yeah. the final one apparently is potentially, if you've got people who know what they're doing, you can beat it in under a half an hour. Uh, but I've never been able to get the raid done, so I'm only missing that one trophy. So if you need help with that, I'm willing to jump online and help you. But I've never been lucky enough to find people good enough to carry me through. So what you need to do is, um, I, I feel like a lot of people don't really abuse the power of uh, PSM profiles and discords and whatnot. You need to actually get a pre-made group. You can't just random that stuff. So if if you if you if you do uh do it, I I, I recommend you uh do it with a pre-made, not random. 
but but to but to your point, I mean, I think Corey definitely has a good point about it um, being uh, the Legends part being the snafu, and that, I mean, it's, it's that raid trophy that's really going to cause you the most problems. Other than that, you're you're dead on. It's grindy, but nothing else um, is really that hard. So, well, yeah, it, it literally just says that the the the, um, the Legends mode is the only thing that's going to give me grief. So, and not not even just Legends in general, like. That, that one gold trophy, literally. Everything else is... Uh, I think Transcendence is the name of the trophy. Everything else is fine. You're, you yeah, it's Transcendence. Uh, like, Ultimate Warrior is just a grind. Uh, that's the one for reaching rank 20 with all rolls. Yeah, but even that grind, honestly, isn't that bad compared to other multiplayer games. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing the Iki Island DLC. But I'm still doing the post-game of the main game. Um, I, I just beat the game, and that was just like a what? Wow! I have nothing bad to say about that story. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, it definitely gets better as it goes on. As Jin finds more of his own kind of sense of self, rather than just kind of going off the samurai code, the more he finds out about himself and kind of goes his own way, the story gets better. And of course, the ending is like, Whoa, wow. Right now, I'm doing all of the side mission tales because I'm doing it via a trophy guide. I'm I'm uh, looking at it and um, I'm doing each stage separately. So I just completed the story, doing the story tales. Now I'm completing the the side quest tales, but currently I'm doing all of the like uh, tales of Tsushima, not not the character tales or mythic tales, just like the the. Um, the normal tales with random people around the world. Um, so I'm doing that. Um, after that, I'm doing all the other tales. And then I'll go to like stage three combat trophies. And then I'll do the Mongol and collectibles. And then the Platinum is mine. But after, I, I've been playing it because... Um, uh, what was it? Uh, the Loop Bros was having a... Um, what was it? Uh, their Patreon. They vote on a game, and then we have a book club about it. That game. So I, I, I wanted to at least beat it before their show. Because that's one of those games where I thought that the combat and the like, the gameplay was going to carry it. But then by the end, like, no. I mean, they had a strong story and a really strong ending as well. So, Sucker Punch. They, they don't miss often, and they, they certainly didn't. I think that this game was one that people maybe didn't expect quite as much from, and then it turned out to be, like, a masterpiece. So, I, Sucker Punch, you know, they, they kind of, um, they, I succeeded in, in even, in, you know, in, in more ways than I can even explain with this game. Initially, Yield and I were trying to convince Tricky to play the game, because he wasn't, like, he had started it, but he wasn't too keen on it, and then, like, it turns out Tricky's beaten it twice now, so. I've beaten it twice, I did New Game Plus, and then I did Iki Island, so. I've, I've beaten the game twice and oh. on the island. And on so the DLC. Question, about, question about the new game plus. Um, do you have to... Okay, so you do. Okay, I was I was curious if you had to beat the game on new game plus. Uh, but yeah, you do. I, I didn't know what Jin's journey meant. So that's, that's the game. That's the main story. Yeah, you just got to beat the main story missions. And there's no difficulty, it looks like. You could just be on the easiest difficulty. New Game Plus. Okay, alright. That sounds good. But I can't wait to get uh, Iki Island uh, 
done after I get the platinum. That's like one that I really want to get done. I heard nothing but good things about that DLC. It's good. Um, I'd say the island area-wise is probably the smallest section of island. It's smaller than all the different areas of Tsushima, but I mean, it's, they still pack in quite a bit to do. I mean, there's only two Mythic Tales, so I mean, you're not. They they do add new elements to it. There's like a a new flute mini game. There's different animal shrines. There's these um, you can get certain attires that are paying homage to famous PlayStation icons, famous you know PlayStation mm-hmm. series uh, by uh, going to this certain like cursed shrine and trying like they give you a little puzzle, like a little word puzzle, and you got to figure out like what to do to solve the puzzle. So I mean, they do add quite a bit of new things to Iki Island. So it's not like everything you've done before. I think that I got more time out of it than I think that, like, if you go to, like, a trophy guide, it says you can do it, I think, in around eight hours to get all the trophies. For me, it took, I think, probably at least 15 or maybe to 20. So, I mean, I got a lot of gameplay out of it. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. Um, I'm looking at the DLC trophy guide right now. It is, yeah, it says six hours for the story. Um, the exploration is four, so 10 hours. Okay, yeah, so that's about right there. Yeah, so I mean, you get a decent chunk of story, and you get quite a bit to explore, and and um, you get to meet some raiders, which is all, you get to go to the raiders hideout, which is a lot of fun, it's a cool place, so I feel like the missions in that game, and the side objectives, like, they weren't, nothing got really stale to me, you know, they can, mm. they help keep things fresh, and I, I think they do that really well with Iki Island, too, and, and giving you, like, you know, the kind of fight pit where you, you face off in duels one-on-one with people. But also then, like I said, they have the animal shrines where you make friends with, you know, monkeys and deer, you know, by luring them in, like, with a little flute that you kind of, uh, like, this little maze minigame that you use the uh, DualSense's motion controls to uh, to get through. So, yeah, they give, they give you plenty to do. Yep. And then the next game I played was Tales of Arise. I'm not done with that yet. I, I, I took a little break from that. Um, I am aiming for the Platinum in Tales of Arise. It's easy. It's just, just a grind. Just a grind. It's like Ghost of Shima. It's like a good like 55 to 80 hours. Um, and then um, I played 11 uh, really bad um one of them was called like the football a game, which is like a two minute platinum. I got that one, two, three, four, five. I got that seven times. How many languages did you do that in? <laughs> Europe, Asia, Japan, North America. Uh, those were the PS4 stacks. Um, then I did the PS5 stacks of the same regions. Um, then I did a four stacks of Oktoberfest fun, which was like a 45 second platinum, which <laughs> was, uh, what was it? Uh, I don't remember. It's, what was this game? It was, oh, it was a rhythm game. That's what it was. It was like a, a rhythm game, a really janky rhythm game. And this only had uh, four stacks. It was two North American and two Europe stacks. All right. I mean, I know you'll get that. Is the the platinum trophy in Tales from Arise? I mean, I I guarantee I I have faith that you'll get it. But is it? It's just a grind. It's not like a particularly difficult one. Yeah, no, it's a two out of ten difficulty. It's just sixty hours. 
It, like the guide says it's a 2 out of 10. I, I, I believe it's a 2 out of 10 because you could do it on the easiest difficulty. And there's also a pay-to-win aspect where you could go on the PlayStation Store, buy super powerful items, and just breeze through it the, the 60 hours. So this game is extremely easy when it comes to the Platinum. Which is fine. I mean, you put that much time into a game, I'd say, you you know, obviously, you've earned it. Doesn't necessarily need to be super difficult. I think I just got a little bored of it for uh, for some for some reason, uh, which is why I'm taking a break from it. So. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that can kind of kind of sour you on a game, or you know, make. So you what f- is the post game? I mean, like if you're if you're sitting here playing a 60, 60 hour game, eighty hour game, you know, you're just trying to mash through it in a week, two weeks, or even a month. I mean that can potentially get old. You can feel like you're just kind of banging your head against the wall, and sometimes you just kind of need to step away. Trophy hunting is not necessarily conducive to that, to kind of stepping away from game, because, like, you know, I'm assuming I'm not, like, uh, on an island here when I say that a lot of times I will get tunnel vision on a game, and I want to finish that game and get the platinum trophy or get the 100% before I'll move on to something else. Yield, sir. What have you been up to this week when it comes to your PlayStation 5? So, I've been playing... uh some DLC on the Man Eater. Um, Are your trophies they, popping fine? Yeah, I haven't had any issues. All right. I mean, they they fixed they they fixed it to where you know people like Riley and I who had played the game previously and we had been missing trophies. They had fixed it to the point where we got credit for them. So I'm just kind of I was just kind of curious if Tripwire had had made it so for everybody. Yes, um, been playing some of that. I've been fired up Immortals Phoenix Rising. I've been playing. Uh, some Raymond Legends. By the time you hear the uh, edited version of the podcast, I should have the platinum. I should have it tomorrow, as of recording. Oh, so that's great. Be good to get that one done. That's been a cloud hanging over your head. Well, it's just been a, it's just been a grind to get to awesome level eleven. Um, How long did that take you? Uh, I'd have to. Well, hold on here. I got PSN profiles up. When was the last trophy I learned? I think August third was the last. There's trophy. There's like a lot of there's a lot of community trophies to that, right? No, no, no. It's just, it's just once you get done with the game and you've gotten all the platinum trophies for each painting, so to speak, you have to the your grindy trophy is get to. Awesome level 11. So after you've done all that, and even if you start doing the daily and the weekly challenges as you unlock them playing the game, you still have basically one whole level to go to get the last awesome level. And the only way to do that once the game is done is to do the daily challenges. And and unless, at least from my perspective, if you're super good at the challenges to get a platinum rating on it, which is 50 points, the best you're going to get is 10 points. So all I've been doing is chipping away at... See, I, I you do a daily and a daily extreme. So I've been chipping away at anywhere from 15 to 20 points a day. And I'm to the point where I, I got two gold trophies on today's challenges, which you don't get credit for them until tomorrow. And I will pop the platinum tomorrow once they load in. So it's been... August 3rd was the last regular, quote-unquote, non-grindy trophy that I got. 
And I've been doing the dailies every day since then. So August, September, it'll be roughly three months. The dailies, that's 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 the thing I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, not the not not community the dailies. Yeah, yeah. The dailies. Yeah. That's the grindy part. I I hear that that's like the the one thing that like everybody hates about those games. Yeah. If I I started figuring when I first figured it up uh at the time I was either I just wasn't trying hard enough or maybe I just didn't hit my stride. I was figuring worst case scenario six points a day. I was figuring I'd get a silver and a bronze. So at six points a day, I figured it would take me like 49 weeks at, you know, at six points a day. And after I posted that in the Facebook group, I hit a stride and I was getting 20 points a day. And every so often I just get 15 a day here or a day there. And like I said, now I'm, Tomorrow, I'll pop the platinum way sooner than what I thought. So I'll just be That's I'll just great. be glad to get that done, and then now I can kind of turn my attention to something else. But yeah, that, that's great. That, that's I think that's really been about it. I've only been playing about a couple, two or three games this this week. Oh, and some Deep Rock Galactic. I did play some Deep Rock. That's it. Been putting a lot of time into a couple platinum trophies there, which I'm sure once you actually get them. It'll be uh, it'll be worth it. Oh yeah, I mean Deep Rock. The only thing I gotta do now is just play. Um, well, I have fifteen games, I think I'm less than twenty games away from that trophy for five play five hundred games, and then after that, it's just get all my dwarves to a gold tier, and then I'll have the platinum. Most excellent. Thank you. Perfect. It's it, it's. It's grindy only because of how you have to, you know, you have to play to level up your, your dwarf. But it it gets, if you're playing with somebody, it's not so grindy because, you know, you get to chit-chat with somebody while you're playing. If you're doing them on your own, it can get to be a little grindy. I start, I start to, when I'm, if I'm not going after an assignment mission, I'll look for the double XP missions to try to get me there quicker. Well, while Yield has been grinding away at Rayman Legends and what's the game with the dwarves? I can't Deep, Deep Rock, Rock Galactic. Galactic. I can't believe I I'm getting old. Can't can't handle this anymore. I'm getting too old for this. Uh, while Yield has been grinding through those particular games, and of course JT's over there with Tales of Arise grinding away at that. Disney has been grinding away at making thousands and thousands of hours of Star Wars and Marvel content. Uh, and if you've been using the Disney Plus app on the PlayStation 5, well, it's not all it could be cracked up to be because, really, you've been using the PlayStation 4 version of the app and just on your PlayStation 5. But we have good news coming out of IGN with an article written by Adele Anchors Range. Disney Plus has finally launched a PlayStation 5 app with 4K HDR support. Uh, the relaunch of Disney Plus app on PlayStation 5 comes a couple months before the streamer rolls out. A new subscription model includes a launch of an ad-supported membership tier. The ad-supported subscription will be available on December 8th for $7.99 a month, while the ad-free subscription will now be known as the premium tier at $10.99 a month. Alright, so I know Yield likes his Star Wars, so I'm sure that he has the Disney Plus app. JT, are you uh, a frequent watcher of Disney? Yeah, I, I have the I have the app. Um... I 
I, uh, me and my dad are currently on a uh, Bubba Fett. Um, we're after that we're gonna watch Andor, and then we're all caught up with all the Star Wars. Uh, oh, so you do you like your dad get together and like in, and like in the same room and watch them together? Yeah, in my uh, uh, in my living room in my cottage. Yeah. He j- he comes over and we watch it. I love that you call week. it a cottage, by the way. That's fantastic. It, it's a it's a gigantic cottage. You, it's like it sounds like you're in the English countryside. <laughs> well, Wakanda's and they the the address that they use is a uh, has the word cottage cot, which me which is short for cottage in it. So. And yield, how about you? Are you uh, are you doing the ad supported version, or are you going with the premium tier for ten ninety nine a month? Uh, I'll I'll pay for the. I mean, I'll pay for the ads. I'm not coughing up the extra money. Oh, I'm I'm premium. I I, I actually uh, I I don't get ads. Do you all specifically just have the service to watch Star Wars and Marvel, or do you all actually watch like the old Disney, you know, movies, The Simpsons, or any of the other content? Like ESPN's got content on there, don't they? As well, National Geographic. I watched. I've watched a couple of Disney stuff. I hadn't seen. Like I hadn't seen uh, Planes. I watched it. I watched uh, Three Musketeers one night because I was like, "Oh, I forgot that was a Disney movie, and I want to watch it." But mainly, I'm 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 here for the Star Wars content. Hey, it's now now's the perfect time to be watching the Treehouse, the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. It would be. I I um <laughs> little guilty pleasure. I I watched um the recent um season of the High School Musical of the Musical of the Musical of the Musical. Musical. But why is that a guilty pleasure, man? Why don't you just, you know, you like it, you like it. You ain't got to feel guilty about it. I'm just into, like, those drama things. Hey, whatever floats your boat. Uh, but also, uh, I like to watch those, um, di- those, uh, princess ones like Frozen and, uh, Tangled Oh, what was what's the one with the with the big marshmallow robot? Oh, Big Hero Six. Yeah, I love that one. That's my favorite. <laughs> hey, I've seen Frozen. I Frozen's a good movie. You know, did, uh, Disney. So I, I I I look at those. Um, I don't just use them for that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely use it more. For other things besides Star Wars and Marvel, uh, although I, I I do use it for Marvel as well, um, obviously. Yeah, I probably don't use Disney. We don't use Disney as much as we should. We like I said, we've been watching some Simpsons episode for you know we're in Halloween season, so we got to get we got to watch the horror movies, and you know for lighthearted fare with the kids, we watched the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, which you know those episodes still ha- you know. They are still a lot of fun to watch, and they still hold up pretty well. So we've definitely been enjoying those. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all we've been using it for. But I feel like we're subscribed to so many services, and you know, it's kind of necessary at this point because every if you if you want to see everything that you you know want to see, then you have to be subscribed to like at least six or seven different services. So I feel like we're not 
aside from maybe Netflix, we're not using every service as much as we could, but no one has that much time in the day, so. Oh, if you guys are into anime, uh, Disney Plus bought the rights to Bleach. Oh my god. They, the Crunchyroll was forced to take it off of their, um, anime service, and now it's going on to Disney Plus. Oh, terror. Oh. And Crunchyroll's owned by Sony. Yeah. Take that, so Sony. Like, so Disney now owns the rights to Bleach when it comes to the anime. Um, and I am just waiting for them to mess the whole thing up. I mean, it's already bad because, like, the ending for Bleach in the manga was kind of trash. But I, 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 I'm just, I hope to God that they don't screw this up. Well, I don't watch Bleach, but I will certainly be hoping right alongside you there, JT. Because, I mean, you, if it's one of your favorite animes, you don't deserve it to have you stepped, you know, basically be stepped all over and have, the, you know, someone's feet wiped on it. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's a welcome it's not my It's not my favorite, uh, but it is an old, it is an old classic that is coming back, and I just hope they treat it with the respect that it deserves. No, nah, the ending for the actual manga was, was absolutely garbage, so I just felt like I had, like, all of those a thousand plus uh, chapters that I read were all for nothing because the, the ending just destroyed it. <laughs> I was like, what the hell was wrong with you? Let's hope that Sony's, some of Sony's decisions don't destroy their uh, credibility with some of their, uh, some of their, their fans, some of their user base, because following, you know, some of the backlash that Sony has received from, you know, deciding to remake The Last of Us Part 1 after remastering on the PS4 and, you know, releasing it 2013 on the, the PS3, there is reportedly... Uh, and I can't remember where I originally saw this story, but IGN has, has reported on this, uh, and that's the, the video that Tricky added to the agenda here. Uh, reportedly, Horizon Zero Dawn is going to get a PS5 remaster. It's been greenlit, at least. And they're also working separately on a multiplayer game alongside of that. So, Horizon Zero Dawn came out in 2017. Been five years, well, more than five years now. We just had Horizon Forbidden West come out earlier this year. I posted this originally in the Trophy Horse Facebook group and I said this is completely unnecessary I played the PS4 I played the original Horizon Zero Dawn what uh, two months ago trying to get 100% trying to get go back and get all the trophies beating the game on ultra hard completely unnecessary the game still plays fine um, but if someone's excited for this I, you know and they want to buy it I'm, I'm not going to hate on it I'm not spending money for a remastered port just because they put some controller Hinduism into it. But yes, it's it's a remaster, so not like building it from the ground up. Um, yeah, it's a it's it's literally a 4K port. Like I said, I've I've played it recently, and I'm I'm certainly not going to spend any money on this. And I know Yield's not. I, yeah. I don't even need to ask Yield, but. I mean, I think I'm just going to replay it for the DLC. I mean, the the one that I have, because like I, I still have to 100 percent the PS4 version. I, I platinumed it. But. And according to Tricky, Tricky will 
Of course he will. Yeah, and, and, you, and you know what you're well, going to do? Of course he you know will. What you know what he's going to do? He's a Sony pony. He's going to auto pop. Well, yeah, he'll buy, gonna... he'll buy it, port, uh, port his safe He won't file even over. play the game. He'll just auto pop the platinum. Oh. <laughs> if, if, if if anyone's in the chat and wondering why we're kind of we're not channeling tricky we're not doing like an ouija board here and, and channeling tricky um he's actually in the chat he's watching the chat for us and he's uh so he's a part of the stream but not really he's he's not officially on the show but he's he just defended himself saying he uh <laughs> i do not auto pop and fujt um yeah i i had read somewhere I didn't see sales numbers, but I think that The Last of Us Part 1 is not selling as well as potentially anticipated or maybe forecast by Sony. And I think maybe that if this is met with enough resistance and it doesn't sell super well... They'll stop this? Maybe. Oh. Maybe. But again, you know, um, it's kind of... I know some people see it as a waste of resources. It's only a waste of resources if it doesn't make it money. So we'll see if this and The Last of Us make them money. So if it makes them money, it's a remaster is easy money for them. So, but at the same time, at some point, if they draw up enough backlash, then they kind of have to rethink their strategy. Oh my god, they already have a 4K version on the PC. Well, yeah, because they re- that was one of the first games they released on the PC from their catalog was Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, they were they were uh, experimenting the the Xbox way, and uh, it was a success. What do you know? Maybe Xbox is onto something here. Well, that came from from you know what we, as we talked about. That came from like the actual like heads of studios, not like the higher ups of Sony. It was the the studio heads that said, "Hey, let's." Uh, I think it was Corey Barlock who mentioned it, or in an interview talked about it, how they were pushing for these games to go to PC because like that's just another avenue of success for Sony. Let's let's get away from the re, the remaster for a little bit here, because the other part of the story is a multiplayer game, a separate multiplayer game. So you got uh, Forbidden West, which was released this year, potentially maybe DLC coming down the road. You got the VR Call of the Mountain for PSVR two. Then you got the remaster, and you're going to have a multiplayer game. Any interest in a multiplayer Horizon game? No, no. It it, it it's a game le- it, it's a game made for. Single player. It's not a game made for multiplayer. So you don't... Well, let me ask you, like... So you had the two different... Uh, in Forbidden West, you had essentially Aloy and... Um, oh, what what was the name of the the tribe? You'll tell me. Uh, or, or JT. What was the name of the... Not the Utaru. I don't remember the tribe names. Uh, I, uh, I mean... But essentially, you had warring factions, a civil war within one of the groups, and yeah. you were on one side, and then there was another side, and so you guys don't think like some kind of like warring factions. You're talking about like Last of Us style. Mm, I, 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 you, you know, I, I think, I think, I think it could work. I think it can work. The thing is that I don't think it's something I'm personally interested. in. I do think it can work. I do think they can do something that is multiplayer. Okay, the Tanakh, that's who I was thinking of. Um, 
because when you go to the, the Forbidden West, there's like kind of all kinds of stories and myths about the Tanakh, about how they drink blood and all this stuff, and they make reference and make fun of it in the game. The Tanakh characters doing that. I, I haven't, uh, I haven't really gone deep into um, Forbidden West, so watch what you. Say. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to go any further, but there are warring factions. There are essentially two separate leaders for the Tanakh, then they, uh, they kind of go head to head, and and you're definitely on one side of that. But also, like, what about like a some kind of um, raid, like in Ghost Tsushima, but except you're put up against a bunch of machines, and increasingly the harder machines as you go on, or like survival with waves of machines coming at you, or hell, a super powerful machine, like a souped up um, Thunderjaw, and you and a group of people have to take it down in a certain amount of time. Like, is, is any of this sound like a fun multiplayer thing, or are we still like, just now, nah, give me my single player thing? Oh, you mean, you mean like, uh, co-op, like, uh, Friday the 13th type of thing? Uh, I, I'd say that it could work with that, but I'm never gonna play it. Unless there's tr- with trophies for it. Well, I mean, it's a multiplayer game, so it will have trophies and a platinum. No, I would not. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm no longer a exclusively PlayStation. Like, I do Steam, I do Xbox, I do everything. So, like, even Nintendo, so it's not. It, I'm only playing games in the genres that I enjoy, and the genres that I enjoy are are usually, um, well, what, like story driven or very good combat that has no multiplayer. I well, let me ask you this: if it were part of a trophy list, like so. Say if it, like there was a single player game attached to it, and you to get one hundred percent, you had to do the multiplayer trophies. Would you do it then? Yeah, me too, probably. Unless unless the trophies just sucked, and like you know what, I'm not. I'm not I, I, I would I would boost it. I would boost it with people. I wouldn't even do it legit. But uh, the the um, the solo part is yeah, it, like Last of Us. If if if, if um. If that Last of Us Part One didn't come out, I probably would do the Last of Us Part. Uh, the Last of Us uh, remastered for the PS4, and uh, I would boost it eventually. I need more JT in my life with all this boosting you're talking about doing and making multiplayer platinum or trophies a little easier. I need some of that, especially for Ghost of Shima. Uh, you, you just need to go on. You just need to go on PSN profiles and just make groups with people on the site. I don't, I don't want to go on PSN profiles. I just want you to help me, JT. Uh, I'm not. I'm not like if there's a way for me to not do online, I won't do online. I would avoid doing online, but if a game that I like has online, I will do it for the platinum. Now, the man after my own heart. Yield, are you ready for some good PlayStation Studios news? I am ready for some good PlayStation Studios news. Coming straight from the God of War Facebook page, quote, we are thrilled to announce that God of War Ragnarok has gone gold. On behalf of Sony Santa Monica Studios and all of our partners, thank you to the fans for supporting us over the course of development. We're almost we're almost to launch, and we can't wait for you to play on November 9th. Big news here, of course. Essentially, God of War Ragnarok is done. They're just kind of cleaning things up, but they have locked in the date of November 9th. No worries about a delay or anything like that. And, uh, yeah. There's really with Skull and Bones being delayed. There's a uh, there's really nothing in God of War's path, and it's probably going to sell a whole lot of copies. We're about a month away, but yeah, I mean people people are going to go nuts for this game, right? I guess. 
Well, Yields never played a God of War game, so of course I <laughs> no. would expect him to be kind of tepid. But JT, are you are you going God of War? I'm not. I'm not going God of War straight away, and the reason why is because I haven't played or platinum the the God of War 2018. I played God of War, God of all the PS3 and the PS2 ones on the PS2. Uh, except for God of War three, so I still have to play God of War three. But like, I I, I played uh, the PSP games, the the PS two games. So I, I I have played God of War, and the that's one of my favorite genres is the hack and slash genre. Uh, but also open world and RPG, which the new God of War seems to be taking more in, into account. I wouldn't so much call it open, at least the. I obviously don't know how this new game's going to play out, but if it's anything like the God of War from 2018, not really open world deck. Yes, there was a large, there was a large map, a hub that you could go to the different worlds from, uh, transport to different areas. But it wasn't like open world, thinking like Grand Theft Auto or something like that, or like Ghost of Tsushima. It just wasn't like that. It's not true open world. They they kind of dabbled in it, but it's like the. Uh, Kind of the the uncharted where they do like the one chapter was kind of like a big open yeah. map. It's kind of like that, except it's just a big hub. With what they revealed at the end of of God of War, and I'm I'm fearful of what they might do with the story of God of War because I so obviously Naughty Dog took kind of a left turn that nobody expected in The Last of Us Part Two, and I'm really really wondering if. Sony Santa Monica might not take a page out of that book and say, you know what? At some point, uh, this is going to be a Trace story. Like, do we do we break off and Kratos is no longer the protagonist of God of War? Because we're talking about going to Egypt at some point. I, I'm i going to be honest. I would want to go to Egypt and fight Anubis and all the other gods as Kratos. I don't want to. I don't want to play as Atreus. I'm sorry. I don't want him to. It's fine if he's a side character. I don't want to play as Atreus as my main character. We don't, we don't know this is going to happen, but I, you can't reveal what you revealed without having bigger plans for him in the future, right? How do you just drop that bomb and then be like, okay, well, it was just that was just a little thing. You know, enjoy that nice little twist there to get, you know, to surprise you, but it's going to have to lead to bigger stories somewhere down the road, right? He's got to be like the most OP thing by, by the end of all this. Like, I swear to God, like... If he doesn't become the new god of war, I'm going to freak out. So you want him to replace Kratos as the god of war? I mean, I I think that's what they're trying to lead up to. Oh, but, people will um, fucking riot. You you thought the hubbub of, of the last of us was bad. Imagine what they that what people will do if they try to replace Kratos with Atreus. People need to need to learn how to um Get in with the new. That's all I got to say. Some some people don't don't uh, think the uh, uh, according to Tricky the uh, the outcry. Uh, he says, "Think of the outcry when they tried to replace Solid Snake." That was that was pretty bad. Before we move on, I do because this God of War has been like a massive undertaking, and just kind of to underpin that. Uh, there were eight other studios listed alongside Sony Santa Monica in the picture they shared. Um, and that was PlayStation Studios Creative Arts, Valkyrie Entertainment, Blue Point Games, Red Hot, uh, a keyword studio, 
Jetpack Entertainment, Super Alloy, Super Genius, and Original Force. All of those studios helped with the creation of this of God of War Ragnarok. So, with that much talent on board, especially a studio like Bluepoint, you gotta figure that this game's gonna be pretty damn polished. So, as far as the quality goes, I guarantee this game is gonna be fantastic. As far as the story, I'm a little worried. Because I think they're gonna try to, to give us a left turn, and I don't know if people are gonna handle that well, but I could be wrong. Um, personally, I, um, I think that, uh, the game, um, I think the game's going to be great. It's just very sad that Jim Ryan thinks that Call of Duty is better than God of War. Like, he has no faith in the thing. Well, someone get Jim Ryan a little blanket and get let him suck his thumb and he'll get over it. Um, if he's a real leader, if he's a real leader at Sony... And they do eventually lose Call of Duty. He will be, he will lead them through just fine with all the talent they have at Sony. Um, yeah, he's already screwed. Don't, up, don't, so. don't, don't whine, don't cry. Be a leader and, and figure a way around it. So, do you guys want to hear about some Silent Hill? Silent Hill is pretty popular among the kids, right? People, people have been begging for more Silent Hill games, right? Well, I wouldn't say kids were. Kids probably don't even know about Silent Hill. Uh, I'm not, I don't mean actual kids. Kids aren't playing. Hopefully, kids aren't playing Silent Hill. Something I want for sure. So we got an article from IGN here. Called, uh, the headline reads: "Silent Hill director says multiple Silent Hill games in development." Article written by Logan Plant. "Quote: Silent Hill movie director Christopher Gons may have confirmed that multiple Silent Hill games are indeed in the works, corroborating rumors that have been, now been circulating for some time." Gons directed the 2006 Silent Hill film and has previously teased the involvement in a new Silent Hill movie. In a recent French interview, video interview, Gons spoke about the future of the Silent Hill franchise, and thanks to translation posted by Reset Era, which IGN separately confirmed to be accurate, Gons teased that it's time to come, uh, that what teased what's to come on the video game front. Gons says, quote, I'm working with the Silent Hill team, the original creators of Konami. There are several games in development as we speak. There are several teams on it with a big line of games. They will revive the franchise, Gunn said. I think they really, uh, I think they were really impressed with the success of the remakes of the Resident Evil uh, that are evidently exceptional ga- exceptional games. Uh, Gunn's added that he's not working directly on the game, but he's working with the Silent Hill team who who I met when I filmed the first Silent Hill movie. Of course, one person Gunn said he's obviously not working with is Hideo Kojima. When the interviewer pressed, pressed for more details, Gons claimed there are several games and that Bloober team is working on the rumored Silent Hill 2 remake. And according to Gons, there are several other teams working on Silent Hill projects as well. Bloober team, obviously, they did the Blair Witch game. They also did a game that I now escapes my mind that I know that Levi really likes. So they've dipped their toes into the... Uh, the horror franchises before, so they're no strangers to the scary games. So that kind of checks out. But, uh, you know, you look at the blueprint that Resident Evil has put out there, you know, Capcom, Resident Evil 2 Remake being, you know, a huge success critically and um, financially, but also you have the Resident Evil 4 Remake reportedly on the way. So you look at that as a blueprint, and, you know, Silent Hill kind of definitely would fit really well into the archetype, especially not having a game in a really, really long time. Uh, I, I I will admit that I have never played a single Silent Hill game. Not once. So, if they put out a remake, I, you know, 
well, it seems like not if, but when they put out a remake, I'm, I'm, I'll probably pick it up. Um, I know that Yield isn't big on survival horror, but is this, are you, are you willing to jump into, uh, the Silent Hill universe, Yield? No, it's just not my thing. You not like the jump scares? No. And, uh, you there, Mr. Tancredi? Uh, I, um, probably will get to it, but not when it releases. I still have a slew of, like, Resident Evil games that I own that I want to get through. And then, um, that there's a lot that in my backlog, and I'm not sure I'm up for it at the moment. I mean, I think that this is, you know, and, and the Resident Evil games as well, we talk about remakes and remasters that don't seem warranted, Sony seemingly being guilty of that very frequently recently, but Silent Hill 2, a remake for that game, and just kind of the how that's kind of revered as one of the best survival horror games of all time, I, I think this would be a good time to bring it back, and, and Bloober Team I think is a good pick. The game that I would, was escaping me was the medium. Oh, it's a great game. Really great. I, I really love that game. So I, I think picking out a, a rising star like Bluebird with their experience making horror games is uh, is a good choice. And we've often wondered how Konami, you know, they've owned all these franchises, these famous franchises, but we didn't necessarily think they had the inner teams to work on it. Well, it seems like they're kind of putting a lot of the um, a lot of this work. They're outsourcing a lot of the work and. You know, if if they can make if good games can come out of it, they're just like, hey, we have these famous IP and we just need to outsource it to, to quality teams. I'm I'm all for it. You know, maybe maybe Konami isn't screwed just yet. Maybe they're not a complete sinking ship. Maybe they can still turn this around and looking to revive these because we, I mean we've talked about on the show before how Konami wants to work on these ten pole franchises, their biggest franchises, and revive them and you know put out more quality games and then bring them back to life, so to speak. And yeah, they're they're bringing back uh, Suikoden. Well, they it's a collection, right? Yeah, they're doing it in response to uh that um that fundraised game that I forget the name. Of. Well, I mean, they had the Castlevania collection, the anniversary collection in twenty nineteen. They obviously had the Calabon collection this year, just in in August. So, I mean, they're they're fans of collections. You know, if you have quality games that people want to play, you know, your back catalog. And you can you put this together in a quality collection like Konami seems apt to do, then you know that plus new ver like new games with the, within your most um, hallowed IPs. I mean, like it, it could be a good strategy for Konami. Maybe, like I said, maybe it, the end times aren't. Maybe we wrote Konami off too soon. Well, if they release a new Suikoden, I'm more likely to buy that than a Silent Hill because I'm more of a JRPG fan, anyways. But I think that there's enough a groundswell of support and enough people out there who want another Silent Hill that this can lead to other things. Because obviously there was the Kojima and Guillermo del Toro led Project PT, which was kind of the interactive teaser for another Silent Hill or Silent Hills. And obviously that all got scrapped. And I think that a lot of people were really disappointed about that. If they can find ways to continue the series, I think there's enough of a, a built-in audience there where they could be very successful with, with it. Regardless of, you know, how many of us actually buy it? True, true. Konami survival horror games, maybe Capcom survival horror games, have not been maybe our cup of tea, so to speak. 
you know, I'll drink a, a cup of Dead Space all day. I love that, but haven't been so keen on on Resident Evil and Silent Hill. And I guess in the same vein, you could say the same thing about the PlayStation VR because I don't know about JT, but I think that Yield and I kind of both see it as a, a gimmick that we're kind of worried Sony at some point is just going to drop support of. Tricky has a PlayStation VR, Yield and I do not, so we're obviously not sold on that. Uh, we'll see how the tech shakes out in PSVR 2. We got news recently that games from the PSVR 1 will not be compatible with the PSVR 2, which is disappointing That's stupid. to a lot of our audience. I know Felicia and Rick weren't happy about it, which I, I mean, uh, we can certainly understand. We had a big discussion with Andy about that. Uh, headline coming out of IGN, written by Ryan Dinsdale, PSVR 2, Sony is reportedly making 2 million units for launch. Quote, Sony appears to be expecting a successful PSVR 2 launch as it's reportedly making 2 million units of the headset ahead of its early 2023 release date. Uh, according to Bloomberg, sources familiar with Sony's operations that the company is hoping to produce 2 million units in, b- between September 2022 and March of next year. It's worth noting that while ending uh, production in March suggests a release date of around the same time, it could also refer to the end of launch window for the PlayStation VR 2. Sony's official release window for the headset is still somewhat vague early 2023. Unlike most other bits of gaming hardware, Bloomberg sources say that PSVR 2 hasn't faced supply chain issues and have slowed production. In fact, Sony's reportedly in position to adjust its production numbers depending on how the device sells at launch. Um, with the likes of Ghostbusters VR, Resident Evil Village, and Horizon Call of the Mountain have been confirmed for PSVR 2, it's unclear if these will be among the launch lineup or release date. I didn't know that there was a Ghostbusters VR game. That sounds pretty damn awesome. Who knows? That might sell me on a VR headset just by itself. Yield. Ghostbusters VR. But, well, I mean, okay. So that does sound intriguing, but is it going to be anything more than sort of a tech demo, like ninety five percent of the VR games kind of are? Yeah, but you also have I like mean, Res- the Resident Evil games. Resident Evil Seven or Biohazard was on VR, and you also have Resident Evil Village going to be on VR, and those seem to work really well with the tech and be even more terrifying. I mean the 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 Star Wars game was pretty cool. I kind of played it at a buddy's house, but it wasn't... I don't know. I still have yet to see anything other than Moss that makes me go, you know, I would like to play that. I'd like to have a VR to play that. And that, and that's apparently, it. Apparently Moss 2 was not good. Oh, really? That's a bummer, because the first one looked really uh, good. That's what I heard, anyway. And then, so... You know, you're you're making a new one, and you're already coming out and saying that all the old games won't be compatible. So you're, I just I don't know. I still think it's a I, I still think it's a giant gimmick, but that's just me. Let me ask you this, Yield: Is it are there few not that many games that you um, want to play because they're not just there's just not that many games, or is it you're not looking for the games because you don't own a VR? Well, I mean, that could be some of it. I mean, I do gander through the store and I do look at the games and if, if you know, if the VR title is interesting or it intrigues me or they happen to show one at State of Play, I will sit there and go, you know, oh, that looks interesting. I think the Paper Beast was another one that I'm like, if I had a VR, I, I might play that game, but I still have yet to see a game that makes me go, it's a, a system seller or a peripheral seller. That makes me go, I gotta have that so I can play that game. 
So, I mean, they're starting out with two million at launch, and uh, the original game or the original PSVR hardware did surpass uh, five million units. So that was as of a couple of years ago, I think, 2020. Um, as of 2020, it had surpassed five million units, which for brand new hardware, it's kind of hard to tell, kind of hard to gauge if those successful or not. Uh, we'll see if uh, the PSVR 2 can eclipse that, if they can actually, you know, gain more support and grow their audience for it. But it, I mean, it's, it's smart that, you know, they're they're going to come out with this to have what would seem to be plenty of supply at launch, and then they'll, based on those sales, they'll they'll ratchet it up or they'll they'll draw it back. Uh, JT, I kind of interrupted you when you were going to start talking about this. What are, what are your thoughts? So here's my thoughts. I think they already have a supply situation with uh, with the PlayStation 5. So what I think they should do is scrap the PSVR 2 and make more PS5s. <gasps> what an interesting concept. If they have time to make a PSVR 2. Uh, I don't think it's the time. Then, I think, again, I think it's the parts. They just haven't had the buy. I think they've had plenty of time to put out plenty of PS5s. It's just they couldn't actually get the hardware out there because the physical, you know, aspects of the console were not available to them. Um, but um, my whole thing is, is that um, I'm not, I, 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 I actually do have a VR unit that I use extensively. It's just not a PlayStation VR. I, I use the MetaQuest 2. So I, I do I do use VR. I just don't do PlayStation VR. Well, and I mean, JT, like you talk about them, that they that you would rather see them scrap it, but they can't just like come out with the first generation of PSVR and then completely abandon it because then if you're a consumer... Would you ever buy anything like that from again, like the move, the move controller, the the handheld consoles, the the, the Vita? Like, if they just abandon the stuff and don't support it, then people are going to look at them in the future when they try to release something else. And they're like, "Well, you're crazy. We're not. You just abandoned everything." Yeah, the, they're they're no better than uh, Google with Stadia. Well, Stadia's which, dead. By the way, or dying. So. They 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 actually just announced that they literally are canning Stadia. Like, refunds are going out. Yeah. Who, who didn't see that coming? It's it's harder... I mean, Microsoft deserves credit for being very successful at getting into an industry that is very hard to penetrate. I mean, yes, Nintendo and Sony have been around for a long time, so Nintendo longer than Sony, but Microsoft has stayed around. It's because Microsoft has a ton of money, first and foremost, to throw around, but you've seen, you know... There's been talk of Apple getting to video games, still have it. There's been talk of... Well, money doesn't mean anything, because Google's one of the most richest te- rich, richest te- um, companies for uh, technology anyway. But money so, does like, mean if they something. Can't do it. Money, I mean, it takes a lot of money to launch a console to do R&D, and then, you know, have the funds to have internal studios to work on games. Yeah, but it's not enough. Well, you know, you're right. There, and there they, like, th- this is this is the case. This is the case where it's not enough. Yeah, there, I mean, there has to be a vision there, and and just kind of like what Google was offering, where Stadia could not compete with all the other platforms. All right, sorry, I I, I derailed it. Mean, no, you're fine. Uh, before we move on, we'll we'll throw this question there to both you guys. Uh, Tricky wanted to know: Do you think we will get PSVR games as remakes on the PSVR two? So kind of like. Hey, here's Moss, but for the PSVR 2. Moss, maybe, but uh, there has there really been any other game, 
VR game that maybe the Resident Evil that has driven any kind of buzz other than them two. Again, I don't think that you and I. I mean, we don't. We're not going to pay attention to you because we don't have PSVR. So, but I'm, I'm, you know, I would hope that there's more. I mean, I know Tricky has more than two games, so it there's got to be more games out there. We just we just haven't been paying attention. But well, I mean, there could be, but we know of Moss. A lot of them are PC. Well, a lot they? of them are PC. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are are, are PC VR. They're not PlayStation. Like I, I, I know a lot of um, PC VR games that actually do like th- this is what VR is. Uh, but um, I haven't played them, but I know that they exist. Uh, but in terms of, um, w- I was saying that. I do think that some might get a quote-unquote VR2 remaster, but I do not think all of them will. And, um, I, I but I do think that they there will be a few for sure. It's it's hard to think that Sony, who is you know joined Nintendo in, in re-releasing the same game a number of times, would try to you know take some of those popular games from the PSVR and and sell them again. I would hope that. There would be some kind of system that's like, hey, we're remastering this. I mean, well, I'm, I'm crazy for thinking that Sony would say, hey, you, you bought this before. You don't have to buy it again. You just get the free data. I'm, I'm crazy for that. Um, or who knows? Maybe there'd be like a small upgrade fee for, you know, hey, you can upgrade to this version if you previously bought the PSVR version. I, I, I don't know. I, I fully expect if Sony, if Sony can release a, a big game and remaster it for the PSVR 2 to kind of hype up the console and just give people more to play than they probably will. Um, but I, I would hope that they would consider people having bought the people who originally supported the first headset and not completely screw them over by making them spend all that money on, on the same game again. Like they would be consideration that, Hey, there's an upgrade fee for this. If you've already bought this, but who knows? I, 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 I would not be surprised by Sony's attempts to make even more money in, in that regard. All right, y'all. Well, how about we jump to our topic of the week? Uh, another Sony seems to be doing a lot, uh, getting their hands in every single pot. You know, we got VR, we got mobile games with their purchase of Savage Game Studios. They're trying to do more multiplayer stuff. This article comes from IGN.com. Headline reads: PlayStation's live service games could launch day and date on PC, but will, others will take a year. Got this article written by George Yang. Quote, PlayStation's live service games could be seen day and date release on PC along with the usual PlayStation launch, but other kinds of games will take at least a year. In an interview with YouTuber Julian Chese, PlayStation CEO Herman Hulst says, I think going forward we'll see at least a year between our own platform, PlayStation, and on the PC platform, possibly with the exception of live service games. He continues, live service games are a little bit different in nature because you want to have a really strong community and a really strong engagement right away when you go live. We might... In the case of our live service offerings, go day and date with PC and the PlayStation platform. Uh, going back to the article, quote, uh, quoting the author, PlayStation has continued to push further into the PC market, releasing games onto the platform like Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, Days Gone, and Marvel Spider-Man. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection and Sackboy Big Adventure are making their way to PC this month, too, along with Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales and The Last of Us Part 1 sometime later. Um... So, uh, obviously, when it talks about, hey, um, 
these games are going to come out a year later on PC. We're, we're talking like the single player stuff, like a year from now or sometime next year, we'll probably see Horizon Forbidden West on the PC. Uh, they have bought teams, or there's at least one studio within Sony that has expertise in porting games to the PC. So for the story-based games, the story-driven games, God of Wars and stuff, you're going to have to wait a year. But as Herman Hulse said, and you know, I understand people maybe don't like Jim Ryan, but from, as an outsider, I really like Herman Hulse, uh, formerly the head of Guerrilla Games. He seems like a really smart guy. So when he talks, I, I definitely like to listen. Uh, and he does make a good point about live service games. You want as much support as possible, and that kind of stuff is going to be um, supported on PC right away. You think about something that Bungie might make. They have so much um, expertise in developing for the PC. Whatever they're doing next would make perfect launch for you know a co-launch on PlayStation and PC, and you know of course Xbox as well, since they're going to be main multi-platform. Uh, you've also got whatever uh, Haven Studios is doing. Multiplayer games would be perfect for live service. So that game, anything multiplayer, you would think would um, if you could do crossplay, you would want. Um, a big enough audience or a big enough pool of players to support everything from day one. Um, so uh, to you guys, does this, this makes sense. Uh, Sony holding back the more single player based stuff, but also saying, Hey, we're, as we do more live service stuff, you're going to get a bigger pool of players from day one. Yes. Uh, it makes sense. But also I can see a day, like I can see a day, like I can see like five to eight years from now where Sony goes and does day and date PC. But I can see the whole year thing. And you know, PC Master Race, man, it's 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 the way. It's gonna be a few years before they're comfortable enough launching. I think they don't want to hurt the sales of the PlayStation hardware, so they're like, hey Oh yeah, no, of course. So I think it's we're a few years away from that. When hardware becomes less important to Sony, you may see day and date. But if there's any chance that their hardware is going to be hurt by the PC, then I think that obviously having a home console like the Xbox or the PlayStation or the Switch is more inviting to a lot of people because it's it's a lower barrier to entry. You don't have to maintain as much as you do with the PC. So it's always the PlayStation is always going to have that advantage. But clearly Sony is is more, is still, you know, very focused on the sales of their hardware kind of very much opposite of what Xbox is doing. So um but um I, I I think that I think that uh the the a year before hits PC is fine. I think that um the I I mean there's gonna be a lot of uh, upset Sony ponies of course because um they got really angry about the whole um God of War coming over. They got really angry about Spider-Man coming over. So they're obviously going to be angry when everything else comes over a year later. After their release. Like they're probably going to be angry if God of War Ragnarok hits PC. They're it will. 100% going to be angry. And it's going to come over. And I'm I'm going to be okay with it because I have a, I have a gaming PC and a Steam Deck. But that's that's the thing, though, is like as as I don't see a, a PlayStation game going to PC as the same thing as going to Xbox or to Nintendo. I see that as very different, and I think that what most people care about is console exclusive, and that's kind of like I mean because people 
Oh, you you would be shocked. A lot of people are really angry with Sony because they're not because they're 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 thinking like they're they're not sacred anymore. They're not they're not actually exclusive to their platform anymore. Like a lot of people were raving on Twitter and the famous PlayStation exclusive YouTubers were flipping tables. Well, JT, we know that's ridiculous because I mean. It is one hundred percent ridiculous, but it was you happening. Would, you would want a stronger financial situation for Sony to allow them to reinvest into their their games and their R and D and their teams. And if PC, I'm fine with it. If, if PC brings them more money, hey, that's great. Because then they're going to be able to make more new games and hopefully not more. But this new stuff ports. is always going to sprawl out. Because <laughs> I mean, you look at you look at Nintendo <laughs> and like how. Pokemon and Super Mario have appeared on mobile platforms now. You have Mario Kart on mobile mobile platforms now. So Pokemon has always been on mobile it, platforms. It's hand, the DS, like thing. mobile phones specifically. That's what I say. When, that's what I mean when I say. Mobile. Oh, you mean Pokemon yeah. Go? Oh yeah. For well, sure. and like there, yeah. there's. Well, that's not Nintendo. That's not owned by Nintendo. Though. Well, Nintendo is the majority owner of the Pokemon company. Yeah, but. The people who made Pokemon Go, it's very well. Weird. Niantic, it Niantic is who made the AR company. Niantic, they uh, they're the ones who made Pokemon Go in partnership with Pokemon Company, which itself is a partnership between Nintendo Creatures and Game Freak. Um, but Nintendo owns. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't. Do they own? Yeah, they did buy Game. They 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 just bought Game Freak. Which Nintendo Nintendo owns. It is not just Nintendo's company, but Nintendo owns the majority stake in the Pokemon company, which is why you'll never see the Pokemon games go beyond go anywhere. Yeah, else, not, they're yeah. not going to go on a PC, or they're not going to go on PlayStation or Xbox. Um, so I, I, the the company within Sony, the studio within Sony, Valkyrie Entertainment, that they recently bought, is the one that um, a well-respected studio known for producing high-quality work on a range of P, uh, platforms from console to PC. That comes from the PlayStation Studios page. So Sony's setting up this big system where they got teams that work on mobile, teams that work on PC ports, teams that have expertise in making multiplayer games, teams that have expertise bringing games to PC. So it it just makes sense that Sony is trying to uh, rush in here and, and do as much as they can to get into on that live service money. Um, Yield, sir, your kind of view of this and Sony strategy, are you into the live service? Are you, I mean, are you seeing it as kind of a... Sony adapting to what the current market wants, do you see it as a threat to kind of the the traditional Sony strategy of doing the the story best single player games, the more narrative driven games? Kind of what what's your thoughts on all this? Do you think Sony's headed in the right direction? At least in theory. <sighs> in theory, yes. Um I'm not necessarily the greatest fan of some of the decisions as of late they're making, but I mean that's just my perspective. Um the live services going day and date with PC makes sense because he's right. You do want a large player base from the get go. And if you don't get that from console, by the time it gets to PC, there may not be a player base left or as I big also, as go ahead. I, I also feel like the PC is where most of the live service people are. That is true. I I, I, I will agree with that. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, most of the people who play, like, things like, um, what was it? Uh, 
Overwatch, I think a majority of them probably played over on the PC more than often, like Fortnite and all that. Well, Fortnite's also played on the go on mobile phones, so I'm not sure if that's accurate. But, like, I feel like that's where it all is, because you get more accuracy with the mouse and keyboard and whatnot, and most of these are, like, shooters of some kind. And I agree with that statement. Um, As for waiting a year for the Sony exclusives to go to PC, I'm I'm okay with that. While, while I was somewhat bummed, I guess, I don't know if I want to say disappointed, bummed that the Sony games were going to PC, it's just, it's just another market, because not, you know, there are, like, you know, people like me that all I do is play console. There are some people that all they do is play PC. And, you know, they don't have a a PlayStation or an Xbox. So it's just an avenue to get your popular games out there to a wider audience. So I think a year wait for the exclusives are, are okay. You can get the, you can work the kinks out. The DLC will be out. So you can sell your game of the year edition or whatever and get it all bundled. So yeah, I'm okay with that. Sony putting games on PC is good. It brings in extra revenue and I'm fine. You know, I want as many people to be able to play the games as possible, but obviously, I think Sony putting their biggest games on the Switch or the Xbox would be ridiculous, because obviously then, because they are so focused on selling consoles, that would hurt their own consoles, so. But going to PC is fine, because, I, again, I think as long as it's a home console exclusive, it's it's not going to hurt Sony as much, and it's just going to bring in extra revenue, so. Um, yeah, Any, anything else to say on this topic, or are we ready to, uh, to do our shoutouts and get out of here? I'm good. All right, so unfortunately, we don't have an episode of Sophie's Trophies this week. Hopefully, we'll be back next week with our buddy Sid, and uh, we're we do not have any listener questions this week. So, uh, why don't we kick off our shoutouts with Yield? So, I would like to give a shout out to Alex for recording this week. Uh, shout out to JT for stepping up and filling in for our guest that had uh, our scheduled guest that had a. Uh, other things pop up that he couldn't be here tonight. Yeah, we, we were supposed to co-guest. Uh, co-guest, yes. Uh, a shout-out to Curtis and Felicia for uh, signing up for Patreon. Thank you. Uh, shout-out to everybody who is in the Twitch chat. Uh, I'm sure Tricky has been keeping you busy as he is monitoring the chat. Uh, and as always, shout-out to all the pimps and mouths of the Hordom for downloading, listening, interacting with us, hanging out with us on Facebook. You guys are awesome. All right. Shout-outs to you guys. Thanks for having me on again. So I'm team time. I, I, I love doing this stuff with you guys. Um, Shout-out to... Uh, shout-out to... um The Backlog Beatdown 3. I, I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to that. We, it's it's pretty successful this time around. We got a lot of people in it. Um, a lot more points than last year. I feel like last year there were a lot of people who just like, um, they they uh, at the at the moment they wanted to go negative by removing of their list. They uh, just didn't participate anymore uh but um this time like a lot more people are participating actually participating there are a few that are just like two point handies and i'm like uh man i think i I think this is the first year i participated so i feel like i'm doing pretty well i mean i'm not one of the you know the thoroughbreds out there first but 
I feel like I've done all right. I've represented pretty well. Well, it, again, it's not much of a competition. It's just, uh, it's just how um, that whole leaderboard thing is meant. At, at the end of the year, we uh, it, it's the thing that helps us gather data for how many games are being a hundred percent, how many games are being uh, beaten, how many games are are being played. In twenty that came out in twenty twenty two, how many games that are being played that haven't? It's that it's just a data tool. It's not actually a leaderboard. It's like how Tricky says um the the the, the Facebook leaderboard thing that he created, how that's not really a leaderboard, it's a data tool for the intro of the show. It's the same thing as that. Um Yeah, I mean there's not really much I can shout out. Um Shout out the community uh, for always being you. Um, shout out my family for uh, for being my family and uh, shout out to that sweet cottage. Oh, oh yeah, this is great, uh, listeners. You don't get to see this, but uh, JT had his uh, his his camera on earlier, and you can see the cottage. It's a, it's a spacious place. So, uh, JT. That's just the first floor. The first floor. Come on now. Yeah, no that 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 is the first floor. It's a two floor cottage. And the dog. Does the dog like the cottage, JT? Oh, did you see the dog? Well, you. I know that your dog. The dog was living with you. I just didn't. I didn't. Where is the dog? I can't see the dog. <sighs> Get over here. <laughs> oh, what a cute puppy. JT, what, what's your puppy's He's name? Here. Vigo. Vigo. V- Vigo, like v- like uh, Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, Vigo Mortensen. Oh, Vigo. Oh, uh, but but certainly not like Vigo from Ghostbusters too, right? We don't we don't want Vigo being evil. No, no, he's a um, yeah, he's a Kishant. So he has spectacles. Oh, super cute! I see them spectacles. So so his full name is Vigo Bandit. Hand credit. Oh, very nice. Very cute. Uh, alright. Uh, JT, you, you, uh, got a little shout-outs out there? That was it. I want to give a shout-out, uh, as, uh, to the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horse, our community, uh, fantastic people like Curtis and Felicia. Uh, thank you all for, uh, supporting us on Patreon. Also, thanks to Skins and Felicia for joining the Twitch chat. We also have uh, Kurtman, two K twenty, and JT and Nitro all resubbing to Twitch. So thank you all for that. We appreciate your all support so very much. And uh, Felicia, go get you that platinum trophy in uh, Kina. Also, you as well, there, JT. Go get go get your platinum trophy. I want to see both of you with that platinum trophy in uh, in the short term. Uh, last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my awesome and loving girlfriend Ashley. Uh, I love you, honey. Uh, and yeah, that is going to be the uh, the end of my shout outs for this week. Um, we should have, not sure who's, um, when are we having that olive party yield? Is it next week? Uh, I think a couple weeks. Oh, that'll be fine. I love olives. But, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm lost because I'm looking at JT's cute ass dog. Shout out to that cute dog. Shout out to Vigo. (laughs) Um, and, uh, definitely want to, uh, I, a shout out to yield and a shout out to Tricky. 
Uh, again, Tricky's had a rough week uh, with the anniversary. Oh, the- we get we get the business next week. Yeah. Oh, Alex. okay. Troy. Okay. Excellent. Um, but Tricky, I know you had a tough week, and you're sitting here on stream, and you're kind of watching everything for us, and, you know, sharing some of the comments. Uh, we appreciate you, sir. We know it's been a rough week, so um, we hope that you find some kind of oh, what am I? What am I? Some solace um, that even though your dad is gone, that um, you know, you're you were a better person for knowing him, and um, he was a better person for knowing you. And uh, I mean, there's nothing really any of us can say, but we just hope that you find some solace this um, in in the quiet moments, in the moments when you're hanging out with Mama D. Just any way you find peace, that um, you know, we know it's it's rough missing your dad, and we're just all very sorry. So, yeah, uh, that is going to bring us to the end of episode 544, and. Whew, we're already, we got to we got to start planning for 550. We don't even have any plans yet, but um, rest assured, we'll release another banger when it's time for uh, for that. Um, but yeah, thank you to JT for filling in on short notice, and uh, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Peace out. Bye. song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash Even Philippines.